Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. Here you'll learn about how to grow your home building, remodeling, or contracting business. If you're not growing, you're moving backward. So we want you to always be in growth mode. This podcast has really turned into a movement and community of people who want to grow personally and professionally. Here we bring you some of the best marketing, sales, and business minds in the industry so you can elevate your business. All right, let's dive into the show. Hey, and welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. I'm Spencer Powell, and today I bring on Dean Curtis of Engage. And we had a great conversation around presentations, sales enablement, and really kind of opening up the door on what those terms mean, how we can look at them a little bit differently, and really at the end of the day, using some content, some templates, some strategies, some stories, and integrating those into our sales process to level up our close rates, our effectiveness at telling our company story, and a bunch of other things. So I really enjoyed this conversation with Dean. I think you'll get a lot out of it. It certainly sparked several ideas for me, and I think it'll do the same for you. All right, let's dive into the show. Hey, Dean, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Spencer. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited to dive in today and to kick things off, like maybe just give us a quick overview of who you guys are and what you do. And then I want to spend the bulk of today picking your brain around presentations and using content to really up-level the whole process from like when a lead comes in to signing signing on the dotted line. Absolutely. Yeah. And so first off, thank you so much for having us on the on the podcast. It's it's always great to be able to meet with other industry leaders and just talk through trends and and what people are doing and how they're using technology. We talk so many times with our customers about where we fit in their tech stack, right? And it's just important that people are really thinking about that. From our perspective, what we bring to the market is a sales enablement platform for contractors. And I think that is a bit of a scary word for some folks. So we talk about our, our technology really as a presentation platform. So we help people create amazing presentations, share them with the people who need them, whether it's their team, whether it's contractors, whether it's lots of different ways that you can share. And then also then more and most importantly, measure the impact that those presentations are having in in the sales process and the production process and however they decide to use them. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. And I guess to to kind of open up this topic, it's a fairly large one depending on, you know, which which rabbit trail we go down. But I guess what have you seen just in terms of like a company either like having kind of a more formal presentation or presentation material versus a company that doesn't like why is this even something that's important that we should be you know addressing and thinking about yeah the number one thing that we talk to our customers about is consistency in the process right so typically people who are successful in sales do something consistent. And it doesn't necessarily mean that every conversation is the same, right? If you're a replacement remodeler, that's very, very common where you're going to go in and there's a dedicated path to success, right? In the design build world, maybe it's, there's a lot of consistency, but the conversation is very unique, right? Because they're building a unique kitchen or a bathroom or whatever the remodel is. But most of the conversations we have is really about consistency for the sellers within the process, whether that's material that they're sending someone before they show up to the home or before the design consultation or before they get on Zoom to have an initial meeting, whether it's the content they're sharing in those meetings about 
past work they've done, you know, anything, like lots of different things that they could be sharing during that meeting. And then maybe post-sale or post-meeting, how are they following up? So it's interesting because when we talk to people about presentations, they're like, oh, we don't really use a, a presentation in the sales process. And we're like, you don't because you think of it just as like this thing, like this, this, this big thing that you have to create. We're seeing a lot of success and our customers, more importantly, are seeing success when they break it up into smaller pieces to say, you know, I'm going to use a piece of sales content. And I talk about sales enablement, right? It's, it's really enabling the sales team with different types of content for every stage of that buyer journey. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that part that you just mentioned about breaking it up because, you know, for us at Builder Funnel, we're marketers, so we create tons of content online. And so some of that content is like a process page and you're breaking that down. And I think sometimes as like company owners, we're like, of course, everyone's like very familiar with my website and they've combed through every page and they've read all the material, but it's like they haven't. But even if they have, we want to reinforce that message. And so like taking what's on the process page and either just duplicating that somewhere else through like a quote unquote presentation or a piece of content that we can kind of repurpose, but then putting it in the hands of the sales team. Is that kind of what you're describing when you talk about the term sales enablement? Yeah. I mean, in general, any content or any process you use to make your sellers better at their job is, is sales enablement. Whether it's, you know, you hire someone and you train them, whether it's giving them a shirt with your logo on it. I, I see that as sales enablement, right? Because sure. you're you're outfitting them, right? With just like it's inter- it's interesting in this in this market, especially, you would never think twice about the best physical tool for the production team, right? Mm-hmm. You'd never think twice about the best hammer, the best saw, the best safety equipment. You'd never think twice about it because you know that those tools are are important. The way we think about business is the same in terms of technology tools that you're enabling your team with, right? And in our world of sales enablement is what are the different pieces of content that you're able to arm your team with so that whatever, wherever they are in the journey, whether it's, you know, before we start a relationship with someone, deepen that relationship, or maybe you lose a deal. What are you enabling your team with as far as content goes in order so that they can have everything they need at their fingertips when it's appropriate in that part of the buyer journey. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. So it could be yeah, tools, technology, content, you know, but it all falls under how are we up-leveling whoever's in that sales role to, to be more successful? Yeah. That makes Absolutely. sense. And for our company, we talk about in terms of presentations, mainly because if I were to tell you, hey, Spencer, I think you need a piece of sales content, you might not, oh, what do you mean? Do I need a PDF? Do I need a, and we put it in the context of presentation because a lot of people have a very strong mental model of what a presentation is. Mm-hmm. It's also a misnomer because a lot of people use Engage for lots of different things, not just I'm going to sit with you at your kitchen table and go through a presentation. There's lots of different use cases that we have across all different you know, parts of the the buyer journey to use content in a really effective way to move them through that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And I know we kind of expanded the scope of like presentation to sales enablement, and it could be like different touch points or different tools and technology. But I guess if we kind of zoom in on a couple of like commonplace scenarios, you're meeting with a homeowner and you're explaining your process. And the first milestone is like getting somebody to sign into design. Like you might actually have a more formal presentation there or same with like you're presenting the design and signing into construction. In that 
kind of more isolated setting when you maybe have a little bit more structure around a, a presentation. Are there certain things that you think about that like are kind of critical components to make for like a successful quote unquote presentation? I know we're kind of using that as the the term. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think number one is great visuals, right? As humans, we're able to process visuals far faster than written words, right? I think that there's this, you know, historically, when you think of PowerPoint or some of the other types of presentations, it's these big walls of text and yeah. You know, that that's not going to help someone along their along the journey to really considering you for for a project, right? They want to see they want to see other samples. They want to see pictures of what's been done. They might want to see a time lapse video of what it looks like from beginning to end. So having high uh, highly engaging content ready to present as part of the, the the pitch, if you will, as part of the education process, I think that's critical. We we find that most people using our software, the high level, the level of education in their process, whether it's the beginning of the sale, the middle, or the end, is extremely high. Right? If if I'm, someone is going to do a five hundred thousand dollar addition on their house or home remodel, there's a lot that they have to learn. Right? Everything from building codes to options available for you know soaker tubs. Like there's a million different things that they have to learn, and I think. At the beginning, especially to kind of go back to your original question, it's really helping them feel comfortable with you. And we believe you can use content to do that, right? A consistent story that every salesperson has that you know is effective in that sales setting, right? Whether they're presented virtually or in person, doesn't really matter. But having that consistent company story is the number one thing we find everybody is very interested in. Now, the conversation that happens after that, are we doing a kitchen? Are we doing a bathroom? Are we doing an addition? Are we doing whatever that may vary, but that, you know, that rock solid company story is usually pretty important. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And even just like a couple of things you said there at the end, like the story is the same, probably the process is pretty similar kitchen, bath addition. But then as you kind of like double click on one of those, then you can start to probably contextualize some of that presentation or the story you're telling that you would expound on there, I guess, in terms of like, you're starting kind of at this top level view of like introductory, but then how do you customize a presentation or customize the content that you're delivering to the person almost like on the fly as you're uncovering details, like getting to know them in the middle of that conversation? Yeah, this is, it's, I always hesitate to dive into product features, but this is one of those things that we get a lot of positive feedback from customers on. Usually when you're having a conversation with someone in their home, you cannot predict the path that it's going to take. You might have a great starting point and you know where you want to end up. And you might have been called there to say, all right, we're going to talk about a second floor addition. And then before you know it, you're they're saying, hey, have you guys ever done, right? And you need to be able to jump to all those different things, right? So just the way our technology works is we, we have a navigation paradigm in, inside of our tool where you can literally get anywhere at any time. So as the conversation shifts, you can really adapt to what the needs of the customer are, the needs of the customer is based on what they're, you know, where the conversation goes. So we have this nonlinear navigation paradigm within the software so that you can very quickly respond to that. Now, let's say you don't want that. You want to drive them down a path. We can do that too. But in this world, I think it's super important to be dynamic in how you're able to present 
and not say, hold on, I got to flip through 60 more pages to get to where we're going to talk about that. We give you real easy ways to tie all those things together, whether it's in one presentation or dynamically linking to other presentations or quite possibly, and this is another thing that we see in this, in the design build world, especially, maybe there's another tool that you need to link out to from your presentation. We can provide a real easy way to link out to other applications that you're working with, or even present web pages in the context of the presentation. So, you know, let's say somebody has taken a bunch of photos with company cam. We could put those in the middle of the presentation, no problem, so that you could not have to leave the context of the, hey, this is what we do. This is our process. And by the way, here's the pictures that we took of your house that we're going to talk about and then move on. You know, lots of dynamic ways to, to really use presentation, right, as a delivery tool. Hey guys, I know that if you listen to Builder Funnel Radio, you are hyper aware of the fact that the way people shop and buy, it's changed dramatically over the years. And for the last 10 years, really since I started doing all this, helping my uncle's remodeling division scale up from about 2 million to 10 million, we've been helping remodelers and builders and contractors all over the country really refine their marketing systems. And I recently decided to kind of bottle all of that up into my first book. And that book is called The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. And you can pick up a copy by going to the website, remodelermarketingblueprint.com. You can also search for it on Amazon or wherever books are sold online. But I highly recommend you go over to the website because we've got some cool book bonuses that go along with that if you pick up a few extra copies for your friends and colleagues or your teammates. So it would mean a lot to me if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or even just a few episodes, if you've ever gotten any value out of it, head over to remodelermarketingblueprint.com and snag your copy today. All right, let's get back to the show. I love that. And I'm actually glad you mentioned that it's hard to visualize the product feature. We're doing an audio thing, you know, here, but, but I think for me, like the key, like conceptual takeaway there is if you've thought through kind of a lot of the what if scenarios or all the ways that you serve and you kind of build the supporting content documentation stories around those, so you have your kitchen, you know, highlight projects and the stories of those families, you have them for the additions, you have them for X, Y, Z. Then as you you know pointed out in your example, like we started at the second floor, but then they said, what if, or can you do this? Or, and then you can immediately jump to that, but you can only do that if you've kind of thought through this at like a global level and kind of said, okay, like here's all the supporting content for all the scenarios. And then now I have an easy way to jump, navigate, you know, get there kind of on the fly. So yeah. yeah no, and and what's great. interesting is a lot of times people, that's a lot to think about. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure someone's head just exploded on the, you know, as they're listening. Hopefully like, I not, can't yeah. think of all that stuff. Right. <laughs> I know. And I love like, this stuff. So I'm like, perfect. Let's go. <laughs> right. Their brains are just like, Spencer, Dean, I can't think of all that. Right. But let's say you start with, I just want to make sure everyone who talks about our company talks about it in, a, in the same way. They tell our history. They, they talk about our process because everyone I've talked to in this market really believes in how they do business. And it's a differentiator for you when you're going in and talking to a homeowner who's nervous about spending the money, who is nervous about people being in their home, who's nervous about the things that they don't understand about the process, about the materials, about the impact to other things in their home, right? And if you can get them comfortable and build their trust there, 
maybe there's already stuff that you have. We can use that now. And then as you build your process and enhance it over time, bring more stuff, obviously, into our tool because we love it. But it could still exist as a PDF somewhere. It could still exist as a website somewhere. And we can just seamlessly integrate all of that to make your process just really, really simple for the sales team. That's the key. Well, what are some maybe like common presentation mistakes or like content mistakes that you see when people are trying to like kind of put some things together or really up level like the the consistency or any of these things that you kind of mentioned create a success story in the sales process? But what if we want to go the other way? Like when you when you first bump into people, like what are they doing wrong? I think the first thing is they forget that they need to invite the person they're talking to into a story right? Mm -hmm. Story sells. And it's really important to understand the story that you want to tell. I'm not saying like tell stories that are make-believe. This is, this is a nonfiction, right? But this is the story of your business and the story of how you can help them and really putting that customer and that client in the driver's seat of that story in the hero position to make sure they they see that you are the answer to all of their problems, <laughs> right? So that's the number one thing. It's they, A lot of people think it's just about data and information and process, which is all important. But if that isn't really, if those aren't the supporting details to how that, that customer is the hero, I think that's one place where we, we find they fall down. Number two is that they don't have good assets to put in the presentation, hmm. right? They don't have good before and after pictures, or they don't have any process videos, or you know, what's important to know is they don't have to be crazy polished, you know, Hollywood production content. I think people really appreciate, and I think you know, we're we can thank TikTok, Instagram, and all these other things that people are addicted to now for the acceptable, you know, acceptableness, if that's a word, of the quality of the video. Yes, yeah, you want it to be, yeah. you know high frame rate and all of that stuff. But for the most part, you can shoot cell phone video in a lot of these scenarios, incorporate that into your presentation. So, you know, having good quality assets that help support the story that you want to tell is the second. And then the I'd say the last one is don't forget it's important to train the people on any new content that you put out there. We've seen a couple pretty bad rollouts where they didn't really get the sales team buy-in by doing a formalized training on the material. It doesn't have to be something crazy, but bring them in, teach them how to use the, the technology, make sure they're comfortable with it rather than just saying, Hey, we have this new thing. Good luck. You know, I've, I've seen both sides of that. And the most successful ones take care in order to do real thorough training on new materials. I mean, it, you're changing how someone operates and it's really important to ensure they're trained on that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to come back to the training and like the forming new habits. But the the second piece you said there was like not having quality assets, like before and after photos, like videos, whatever it is, I guess. How long do you think it takes somebody to really either like compile some of what whatever they have as a starting place, but then actually start creating the material? And I'm not talking like zero to a hundred, but just like just take your typical company you see out there, they've got some assets, but some of it, you know, they're missing a lot of stuff. How long is it before they really get a presentation where they probably feel like, okay, this is good. Like we could definitely make it better over time, but this we're in a good spot now. Yeah. And we've seen it happen as, as quickly as four or five days where people have a folder of stuff and we can help them assemble it into a presentation. Our goal with all of our customers is have them out and running in 30 days or less. 
And that's create a presentation, train the sales team, let them, you know, have them get up and running. Reality is it's a little bit more than that. It's more, you know, in the 30 to 60 day range because not everyone has that bevy of assets that they can go and pull from. What's what's important though, and, and maybe this is how we help some folks is there's tons of great stock photo content and stock video content out there. So maybe you don't have it perfectly how you want it, but maybe that first version can have some of the stock content. And then as you go, you can update it and you know make it your own a little bit more as you go. We also provide a lot of templates for people to start from, which is another way to get up and running more quickly. And our new marketplace gives those like super quick access for, for anyone as they're starting out on the platform. So we try and get people out the door as fast as possible to get value out of their investment, but more importantly, get value to their sales team or their team who's going to be using the content. But it's okay to start somewhere and evolve, right? You don't have to have it all on day one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like it's the case with a lot of things, especially when you look at like technology, you know, content, you know, your website, you know, all these like, you know, before, after pictures and videos, like we can all see the finish line of where we want to be. And it's like, well, but you got to take step one to get to step 20, you know? So I think that's good advice, you know, just like start with what you have and then you kind of identify the weaknesses. You mentioned training was, you know, another kind of pitfall. This is an area I feel like is really challenging because you're reforming habits. You know, people have done something one way and now you're introducing something new. Do you have like a good framework or some tips there for like, if somebody is like, hey, we want to change our sales process, whether they're using your software or not. Like if they're saying Mm -hmm. like, we got to insert sales enablement into our process. Like what are a few things get people to successful adoption, I guess? Because I feel like that's probably the one of the toughest pieces. It's, you know, we talk about it a lot internally as we're selling, right? Is you got to remember, we're introducing a massive change, potentially massive change into some places where, you know, our number one competitor is still paper. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we're, we're not competing typically against, you know, other presentation software. Maybe someone wants to replace their PowerPoint because it's killing them in the field, right? But for the most part, we're competing against, of inertia. <laughs> the same thing that's been done over t- time and time and time and time again. So that change management is critical to understand that you are implementing change in an organization. How do you implement change? I would say number one is don't do it all at once, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe the first thing you deploy, like we have a, a, a great template that a lot of our customers use, which is what we call the appointment confirmation template. So it's one or two pages that really just says, hey, Spencer, I'm coming to your house. This is my face. This is what I look like. This is my name and a little bit about me. And here's what you can expect when I arrive. And that's the first thing they they use and engage is just that simple thing. Super simple to implement. Doesn't take a whole lot of training for the sales team, but it can have a high impact on their effectiveness once they arrive in the house, right? So introducing that change a little bit of it at a time by something as simple as an appointment confirmation or a post-meeting follow-up or something like that is a really good way to get started. Gets people introduced to the new tool, whatever the tool happens to be, right? Something small, something bite-sized, something manageable, rather than, oh, you've done it this way for 10 years? Great. Forget all that. We're going to do it this way. So I think that's probably the number. I'll I'll even just leave it at that. Start small. Start with a small win. Then you'll get buy-in. Then you'll build trust with the people who you're impacting their day, and they'll be ready for the next thing, the bigger thing. And what we find, they'll be asking for more. Oh, hey, this has been so successful. Can we do more? Yeah. So by the way, next month we're releasing a new 
you know, company overview presentation. Great. We're going to be ready for that. And then we're going to add in all of our product lines. Like we're going to have our additions presentation and our bathrooms presentation and our kitchen, like, et cetera. They layer it in over time and people will will come along for the ride, I think, a lot faster. Great advice. Yeah. I feel like, you know, the habit formation change is so challenging. So the the one bite at a time, I think is really, really important, you know, just like, <laughs> okay, let's take yeah. this baby step. I got a few more questions for you, Dean, but I guess before I get to those, anything that you wish I would have asked you about this topic? Cause I know, like, like you said, you're, you know, usually battling against people that are, you know, not using tools like this, not even thinking about tools like this, sometimes new idea, new process, new everything. So yeah, I'm, I'm curious, is there anything that you would want people to know, or you wish we would have talked about? we're finding that we're helping more customers get up and running. We always had this, we have this grand vision that everyone's going to grab our software, use it, and we'll send them on their way. I think that's what anybody would want, right? But what we're doing more and more is really helping people through the process of creating content. So we've actually brought on a couple of additional presentation designers recently to help our customers get that first one out the door in a in pretty efficiently and then use that as an opportunity, kind of like I mentioned around training, like train people a little bit at a time so they're not feeling the overwhelm of learning a new tool. So I think it's the it's okay to ask for help is is part of it, right? We're we're here, we're willing to and able to offer that assistance as people are getting started on something new. Don't let the newness of it scare you away from doing something new when in reality it could have a huge impact on your business. Yeah. Yeah. And if people want to learn more specifically about like what you guys are doing and how you help in this sales enablement presentation world, what's yeah. a good place to direct them? Yeah. The best thing, and you know, it's, it's tough doing an audio podcast when we have such a visual product, right? The number yeah. one thing is to get a demo <laughs> with our team. In that demo, we typically talk about your business first. We'll ask you questions about how you do business, what you're thinking about improving is t- in terms of process or presentation, et cetera. And then we'll show you a demo of the product. And, and that's the best way. It's just to, and then you see for yourself. And we'll, we've spent 30 minutes on the phone, maybe a little more. And you can say, oh, wow, this is, this could help. Or no, this isn't, I'm not ready for this or whatever happens. And you can just do that on our website. So engage with an I. So engage stands for interactive engagement. So I N G A G E dot I O is our website. And on there is a quick get a demo link and you can meet with one of our team members and they'll gladly show you the platform and how it might help transform what you're doing. Cool. Right on, right on. Well, uh, Dean, we always wrap up with our fast five. So I'll hit you with five rapid fire questions and just say whatever comes to mind first. Favorite business book and why? Oh, wow. I always have the recency bias on this one. Yeah, I just read me too. <laughs> uh, No Rules Rules by Reed Hastings, the Netflix. That's it's a really good one. That is a good one. Yeah, I read that. That was, I think, this year too for me. So yeah, good recommendation. Who's the most inspirational person in your life? The person who had the most impact is was my grandfather. So he was a New York State senator, started a business in the Depression with just a steady force in my life. So I'd say Earl Boyle, by far the biggest impact. Very cool. Very cool. All right. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? I would not need sleep. <laughs> I don't know if that's a superpower or not, but I just, I, I enjoy like working. I, I have tons of hobbies. I have tons of things that I love to do. And if I could just gain back those six hours a day and not have to sleep, that would be my superpower. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right, Dean, describe yourself in three words. Wow. Determined, disciplined, and 
I think it's a uh, driving. I was going to say hard driving, but that would be two words. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty intense guy. <laughs> gotcha. Right on. I like it. All right. Final question. If you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would that be? So I have a, I believe this, there's a, a, a looking over my monitor here, E plus R equals L and it's event plus response equals outcome. You know, we do not, the, qual- the quality of my life is not determined by the events I experience. I can't control the outcomes. I can only control and my life is determined by my response, right? So E plus R equals O, events plus response equals outcome. I can't control events. I can't control outcomes. can only ever control my response. So all those, you know, discipline and all that stuff ties in there, right? Because I'm only as good as my response in anything. I like it. I like it. Awesome. Well, Dean, thanks so much for sharing your time with us today. And yeah, thanks for joining the podcast. Sincerely appreciate it, Spencer. It's been a a privilege and a pleasure hanging out with you. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Dean. Really enjoyed kind of diving into the world of sales enablement as we talk about it. It's a very tech term, but really at the end of the day, as we heard from Dean, it's really thinking about content differently and how we can insert the use of content, whether that's a formal presentation, you know, a portfolio, a template follow-up after a meeting or before a meeting, tools, technology, all of these things fit into leveling up our sales staff, whether it's you as the owner or you've got a team or you've got designers selling. But uh, really, I think in terms of takeaways from the conversation today, the first thing that I kind of pulled out was Find one thing that you can do, whether that's like, I really liked the follow-up template like or the pre-meeting template. Hey, this is Spencer. You know, We're going to be meeting tomorrow. Just wanted to introduce myself. Here's a little bit about me. Here's what we're going to discuss, like a picture. And it just adds a personal touch. It adds some trust. And it also makes the prospect more comfortable. They know who's coming. They know what to expect. And so I think like that is a very simple piece of what we would call sales enablement content. But try to think of a handful of those types of things that you could quickly integrate into your process. I thought that was a great, great takeaway. And then also the other piece was really thinking about what is the consistent story that we're trying to tell as a company every time we engage with a prospective client, you know, whether it's on the phone or in that first meeting, like what is that key story that we want everybody to take away from and really thinking about how do we build some consistency around that? This is a really big and deep topic. So I wanted to break out a couple of more tactical takeaways that you could pull from this conversation. So those were two, you could have pulled probably dozens from this one, but those I think were two fairly quick action takeaways. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this conversation. Do me a favor. If you have been enjoying the content, you've been listening for a while, please rate the show and give it a review. We really appreciate that. It helps spread the word and helps us land more amazing guests and bring on great people like Dean who can share a wealth of knowledge so that we can all level up our businesses. All right, guys, that's what I got for you today. And we'll see you next time here on Builder Funnel Radio. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And as a quick reminder, text radio to 33777 for some free goodies as a thank you for listening to the show. And if you got some value from today's episode, I just ask that you leave us a quick review on iTunes. It really helps us spread the word and grow this awesome community of people who are working to improve their lives and their businesses. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio.